This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, and it is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it very much. This is a live show on January the 12th, so if you happen to be listening to one of the replays that plays, this show plays, you know, other times outside of this particular live slot. So if you're uh, listening at another time, you'll know exactly why. And again, I appreciate each and every one of you listening. Without further ado, our guest today, Sean Patrick Tario, been with us before. Sean, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to have you. And uh, first of all, for all of you listening, mark37.com is the website. You can find more about Sean. You may have heard him here uh, oh, what was it, Sean? Month and a half or so ago, maybe two months. At this point, you came to Denver, did some seminars and things like that. Is that about right? Yeah, it was about a month ago. I was, uh, I think, it was December ninth and tenth. That was all right. Right at a month then. Perfect. And uh, for all of you listening, you can actually see a recap of those. We've put those up on our website. So if you want to go back and actually listen to some of those, and real quick, Sean, so folks know that maybe are just joining us for the first time, what did you talk about? Yeah, we were talking about big tech surveillance, uh, the surveillance state that we live in, all the different ways that Google and Apple and Microsoft and all of our three-letter agencies are in the same boat, trying to track and monitor every single thing that we say and do. And really, the key thing is what we can do about it. Right. Because a lot of people are stuck in that paradigm, and they don't realize that there's options available to them that can get them out of the world of using these systems and tools and devices that really control and enslave them. Which, again, this is where Mark37.com comes into play. There's some other things along those lines, too, uh, that I want to get into, Sean. But to start with, when you say people need to really shift their thinking along these lines, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so the, the, the masses, I mean, we've been trained for so long to just accept this surveillance state, the fact that everything is being listen to that we're being watched that they've got cameras at the corner of every single street light cameras on our houses in our homes and we've just kind of accepted that it's okay that we have these cameras everywhere all the time that our gps is being tracked uh, all the time we've just it's been so ubiquitous mm-hmm. for so long right that people have just become comfortable with it but it's that same premise that people have accepted it and brought this stuff into their homes which is being used by our federal government in court cases for them to say, well, you can't prevent us from continuing to do this because there's already a precedent being set that you're okay, that the public is okay with it because they are already adopting and accepting all of this inside their own home. Yeah, it's almost like, um, okay, you've done that, you've done this, in this case, you've done this uh, wrongdoing, I'm talking about the government now, you've done this wrongdoing so many times it's become norm and, ex- and, and accepted among society that now I guess it's okay. No matter what the Constitution or any other law says, oh, it's norm and it's okay. Am I, am I, is that really what you're saying, basically? Yes, and I think we, your listeners and, and you know, it's, it's no longer about what is or is not constitutional. It's about what they can get away with in the courts. Uh, true, unfortunately, very true. We're just seeing a complete destruction of our of our rights, left and right. So, well, and, and really quick along those lines too, Sean. For some that would be listening, saying, "Well, yeah, but all of that's not constitutional. You can fight that." Well, Sean, you and I both know that, um, depending upon who you are and how much "quote unquote" deep doo doo you get into, and how deep your pockets are, 
you may or may not be able to fight that. Right. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, this is there. this becomes a game of who's got the most high-powered lawyer to go after this and fight it, and, and or is your last name, you know, Biden? In other words, Hunter Biden. I mean, you know, I don't have that name. I don't have that clout, and I don't have the ability to get by with what he gets by with, Sean. Right. And what jurisdiction is it being filed in? Correct. Which judge is going to be the case? It's kind of... So many variables. I guess you know, what we're really trying to say is... And you're trying to say, and what you teach in your seminars is try to eliminate as much of that on the front side as you possibly can. In other words, which is what this show is all about, Ready Radio, be prepared. Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the gist of it is, look, you know, we all know that our phones are listening because you have a conversation about something and you see it being sold to you, you know, within 24 hours. So it's a big question that I ask people just even on the streets is, look, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fact that when you have a conversation with someone about something, you then start seeing ads for that or you get flyers in the mail uh, for that thing? How does that make you feel? And there's I'm yet to come across someone who's like, oh, that's awesome. It's super cool. It's, it's amazing. Like no one's comfortable with it. No mm-hmm. one's OK with it. Right. But the immediate question is then, well, what, what can we do about it? And I'm like, well, there's a lot we can do about it. So that's where we have the opportunity now to really start educating people about open source technologies, about the different tools that people have created that will mute your phones uh, so that they're not listening to you all the time. And so that you can basically start living a more digitally sovereign lifestyle, which is really the, the key here is we want to regain control of our data and not start freely giving access mm-hmm. of our data to the very entities that are trying to control and enslave us. And I think I brought this up last time I was on, but the, the simple uh, analogy that I think really wakes people up is if we're, you know, we can all agree that we're at war right now with enemies foreign and domestic. And we can say, okay, these big tech companies are, are an enemy uh, of ours, and the surveillance state is not okay. We can say, okay, yes, I agree with that. Okay, so if we're going to go into battle, we're going to go into war, and I give you a weapon, John, and I say there's a GPS tracking device on this, a camera and a microphone, and all of that data is being sent to the enemy that you're about to go fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really going to train you too much on how this thing works. Right. Uh, would you use that? And yeah. the answer is clearly no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. No yeah, the answer the right would be absolutely, absolutely not. You wouldn't use that. Right. Yeah. And yet that's exactly what everybody is doing with their Microsoft Windows operating system on their laptops or desktops, with their Mac OS and their iOS, iCloud environment, with their Google Android devices. They're giving control of those devices to these companies because they control the operating system mm-hmm. of the device. Yeah, and we, really we talked about this a little bit last time, and I've had others on even during my daily show, Rush to Reason, where we've talked about this. And the reality is everybody thinks that, well, I clicked the accept box. I guess that means I'm safe. No, what you just clicked on was that you've accepted their terms and conditions that give them the ability to do all the things that you just mentioned a moment ago, Sean. And the reality is, no, you really don't own any of that. You're quote-unquote, renting and or leasing, borrowing, call it whatever you want to, you have the rights to use it, but you have the rights to use it according to what they tell you you can and can't do. Right. And they're monitoring the applications you use. Uh, they're, they're monitoring everything that you're doing on the device because they control that operating system. But let's let's bring this into you know some current events. Okay, right? let's do that. So with, okay. with T-Mobile, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, T-Mobile – 
changed their terms of service and started saying that they're going to start fining customers if they are caught or uh, found to be uh, uh, online uh, uh, spouting what they term to be hate speech or you know whatever the whatever they term is now a violation of the terms of service. You can get fined up to you know hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars by T-Mobile uh, if they find that you know you're using te- you're sending text messages or you're on phone calls or you're uh, online uh, using their service using their internet data service um, and they're not comfortable with what you're doing or saying right and everyone raised you know through a fit and they're like oh my gosh this is horrible you know we need to get off of T-Mobile we need to go somewhere else but the reality is wh- where else are you going to go because AT&T and Verizon have the same terms of service right uh, and all of this stuff is already being monitored so Correct. people I was I was happy that they that T-Mobile did this because now it makes people realize wait a second They've got access to my text messages. They can listen to my conversations. Sure. They know yeah. what I'm doing on the data plan that I have with them. Um, so it's people are starting to wake up to this yeah. surveillance. And which is which is odd that. because, you know, for years and years and years, this is why, you know, government, you know, they had to get warrants to do phone taps and things along those lines. But, you know, you think about it in a way, and I know this is maybe a crude Example, Sean, but I, I think Charlie did as well. I'm old enough to where I can remember we didn't have it for very long, but we had a party line for a length of time, and it was a cheaper way to have phone service, and you shared it with other neighbors and so on. And the reality is if you picked up the phone, somebody else may have been talking or they may be actually you know, chiming in and listening to you. On top of that, you had operators and other folks in that network where they could definitely listen if they so decided to. And some of that I knew because I knew folks that worked at the telephone companies back then. And, yes, those are true stories. They could actually listen to some of the things that were going on. Reality, Sean, is it really hasn't changed. If anything, it's worse now than it was then, right? 100%. Yeah, because they now have the data centers and the servers and the capacity. It's all stored now. You know, Back then, stories. you had to actually listen in on a conversation, or the FBI had to be tapping it, taping it, and so on. Uh, not so much anymore. Right, exactly. So all, all these conversations, it's not like there's an FBI agent on the other line who's just sitting waiting for you to say something No, it, it, well, thank you. And, and I wanted to, to jump in on that because I'm glad you're saying that because, yeah, it's not that. But with the, especially now AI and all the sophistication we have in software and things like that, they can, Sean, make sure I'm saying this correctly, they can do word searches, phrase searches, things along those lines and find out exactly what is it you're talking about. And if something something along those lines gets flagged, well, now they can go start digging into some of those things. It's not that they're, let's face it, there's not enough manpower for them to listen to every single thing we're all saying. But if you say something that doesn't go along with what they want, they then will flag it and listen. Am I saying that correctly? Hundred percent. It's it's literally no different than how Facebook and Twitter and the rest of these platforms have operated and operate today, right? So you may say something about the vaccine, and then you get flagged, right? right. And then Facebook's you know thought police are going to start looking at whatever it was that you said and what you've said in the past, and then they're going to make a determination: Does this violate our terms of service? Should we be monitoring, thought throttling, whatever? Kick the person off of the platform entirely. So right. that is happening and has been happening. That's yes. the key thing. Yes. Has been happening for a very long time. This is not like a new paradigm. No, that's, that's right. Occurred. That's right. This has been going on for a very that's long right. time. And all that's done is just get, as you know, just got increasingly 
worse as we go down <clears throat> as we go down that path. And again, this is why also not, not that I want to get super political in this particular program. I do that enough on my daily show. But you know, elections have consequences. They matter. We've got a big one coming up in 2024. I firmly believe, Sean, and I know this gets said with every election. This is one of the most important elections of all time. This one, though, Sean, I just don't think you can state it any more clearly that this one. Of all we've been through, knowing what's happened the past four years especially, and if you looked at the eight years even under Obama, and you say, is this election important? It absolutely is critical because if we're going to continue to try to you know, win the war, win the battles, and then win the war, of course, Sean, we've got to have folks on our side. And let's face it, we have nobody right now, no one, and I mean that sincerely. There's not a single person that I, that I know of, maybe some representatives and senators, and there's a few of them, maybe – and I'm putting some really big parentheses around that, Sean. By and large, no one in D.C. cares about you and me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I they don't. Agree. I 100% agree. I think it's, big, it's a big circus and it's a big distraction. And, and I'm uh, saying that on, on both sides of the aisle. I'm a conservative. You know me. You, you know, you've been on here with yeah. me before and, and know where I stand. But I'm saying that, you know, and part of that's because I've interviewed enough folks and I see some of their actions and I know some of the things that they do. And at the end of the day, are they really on our side? Um, we've got a $1.6 trillion plan going through now to keep government running. Um, and, you know, there's all sorts of discussion around shutting it down and so on. But the reality is when we continue to add debt, we're at $34 trillion now. How in the world, Sean, can they be on our side? The answer is they're not. And what's interesting from a technology perspective is we get people who say, oh, well, we need to pass legislation. And I'm like, no, dude, no. <laughs> we can't wait for our legislators Correct. to pass legislation Correct. that's going to protect us. They're already freely, willingly abetting the wholesale slaughter and sale of the American people right now. Yep. Yep. So no. It's a, it's okay. So, like so along those lines, I tell you what. Let's let's do this. We're problem. we're at a point where we can take a break. We'll come back. Let's talk about some of the technology ends of things. What you guys can do about it at Mark Thirty Seven. There's also some opportunity for some of you listening where you've got maybe the ability to invest and do some things along those lines. I want to talk about that as well. Again, Sean Patrick Tario with us today. You can find him at Mark Thirty Seven dot com. And there's no colon between the three seven it's literally mark 37.com don't forget alan stack stack optical he's one of our great sponsors that makes this thing happen this show happen on a weekly basis and if you've got any eye care needs from the exam itself which you should be getting annually anyways to whatever your glasses might be contacts and so on i talk about being prepared all the time and yes in that time and place where you really need them the most please make sure you've got that dialed in because not being able to see when the uh, you know crap hits the fan is a big deal, and Alan knows fully well what we're talking about. 303-321-1578, that's Stack Optical. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. 
At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables, even during the winter, or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way. And we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, John Rush. And uh, you hear me a lot here, but this is the hour of the week where we really talk about how to be prepared for the what-ifs of life. I've got Sean Patrick Tario with me. Uh, Mark37.com is the website. Okay, let's get into some of the technology 
and things along those lines. Prior to that, though, Sean, I got a text message in a moment ago. Planning to switch to Patriot Mobile for cellular. Is that any better as they use Verizon, Verizon Towers as well? So the question is, is that mobile service any better at the end of the day? Yeah, so I'm glad your uh, your listener asked the question because I wanted to bring that up. So the short answer is yes, it is better, and okay. here's why. Um, people need to understand that there are big three. It's T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. They control the vast majority of all of the equipment uh, and services that are delivered across the country currently in the United States. Correct. There are also uh, what are called m M as in uh, Mary, uh, V as in Victor, N as in Nancy, uh, O as in uh, Orange, MVNOs, which stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operators. And they're really just resellers. Okay. So they buy wholesale minutes and text and data from those big three, and then they resell it. So Patriot Mobile is a MVNO. They resell Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, depending on where you are in the country and Mm -hmm. who has the best service. They'll kind of point to you, or they'll use that infrastructure from those different carriers. Um, So that's important because what you're doing is adding a layer of bureaucracy between your phone number and your data and your voice and your text and the big three companies. Because those MVNOs are not forced to tell those big three carriers who specifically is using a specific phone number. Because they're they're buying, let me think about this correctly, they're buying everything in bulk, reselling it. They're not obligated to say where is all of this bulk text, uh, phone data, et cetera, cell service data, et cetera, going because they're buying in bulk. They're the main customer. Therefore, Verizon doesn't know where it goes, correct? Sort of, yes. The, The key is all they have to do is say, hey, Verizon, uh, we're using this phone number I see. on your network. I see. Right? So this phone number is now you know, being claimed by Patriot Mobile or whoever, uh, and it's on your network. Now, that being the case, it's very important for people to realize that you have to follow the money. And I think we might have talked a little bit about this last time. But when you follow the money of some of these MVNOs, these resellers, which you'll find is that some of them are wholly owned subsidiaries yeah. of Verizon. Mint Mobile, for example, Mobile. is one of those. Exactly. Yep. Or Cricket. Exactly. Exactly. Or there you US go. Cellular. <clears throat> so they're all they're wholly owned subsidiaries. So what that means is they clearly have access to everything and they relay everything to the parent company. It's much easier for them to do so. Um, so that is very important for people to understand. And we get calls on a regular basis from customers saying, well, who do you recommend? Who do you recommend? We don't make recommendations. Uh, we want people to kind of figure out for themselves who the best provider is because it varies customer service, which is crazy to me, but customer service and signal varies by carrier and varies by region right. all over the place. Correct. So I might be a T-Mobile customer and out here in South Carolina where I am. You might be out in uh, Colorado and we may get two totally different levels of service, but also two totally different levels of customer service, True. which is mind-blowing to me. Um, so as a result, we just try not to get involved in that conversation. There is uh, a company called Efani, E-F-A-N-I, uh, that we do actually want people to check out. If you have a lot of money, <laughs> so this is a very use, a specific use case, 
and you use two-factor authentication. So your phone number is used for you to authenticate logging into your bank accounts Mm -hmm. or your crypto accounts Mm -hmm. or any kind of financial accounts, right? Um, There's something called SIM card uh, swapping. So people can steal your phone number and they can steal your SIM card. So with the learning language models that are out there right now, someone can listen to my voice for 10 seconds and then they can mock being me and call into my carrier, pretend to be me and say, I've lost my SIM card. I need a new SIM card. I need it sent to this address. Uh, A new SIM card can get sent. Someone can go out to my mailbox, steal that envelope, get that SIM card, put it in a different phone, and then they can start pretending to be me in terms of logging into different accounts. Right. So there's very sophisticated right. hacking that's going on here. And what Ifani does is they make that completely impossible. So if you're one of those types of folks uh, that really is concerned about that type of thing, about having your SIM card stolen, um, they offer a service and they, they're an MVNO, uh, but they also, you know, they're totally separate. They're a private entity um, and they offer a service, but they're, the kicker for them is their service costs about $100 a month. Um, so for if you're willing to spend that money and it's worth it for you because there's a risk involved, then there's a service available. If you go to ifani.com forward slash ghost, um, you can kind of learn more a little bit about our product and service and how it relates to what Ifani does. But it's important for people to understand that there are options and solutions like this available so that they can make smarter decisions when they're out in the marketplace. Which goes to this next question, by the way, which fits right into this, because you can talk about you guys' products, because I would, I think I know the answer to this based upon the conversations you and I have had, but I want to make sure that I'm thinking correctly in this. So this text is, I have an older Kyocera uh, DuraForce Pro 2 rugged phone. would like to get the new Samsung Z Fold 5 unlocked, not Verizon. Is there any way to protect myself or lock it down? I think the answer that I would have is, why doesn't he just buy your phone? Yeah, that that is uh, the correct answer. But it's not so much my phone, right? So all we're doing is we're taking in uh, refurbished, mint condition, pixel devices. Okay. So these are pixels. Okay. Pixels. They're all pixels in every flavor of pixel from fives all the way up to the... And let me, and I, being kind of a tech nerd myself, why pixel? Yeah, so Pixel is um, – so the, the answer to that ties into the operating system because okay. I was talking earlier about operating systems, how important operating systems Correct. are. Correct. So Android operating system. Most people, when they think of Android, they think of Google. But Android is not actually owned by Google. Nope, it's its Android own standalone open source system, right? Exactly, okay. yes. And it's, it's used as the core for many other different mobile operating systems that have been built out in the marketplace. Right. Um, it's it's open source, so anyone has access to the code base and can use the code base. Um, so that's key. So what Google did is they used that open source Android, and they built their own stuff on top of it. So they put all their bloatware and all their applications. and so Sort of like all around. the different versions of Linux, which is really based on a Unix-based system, right? Exactly, 100%. Okay, okay. all right, making sure so, that I'm following along correctly. Yeah, so Google Android is closed source, controlled by Google. It's their own operating system. Okay. Android is open source. So, But the Pixel phones were optimized for Android, for the Android operating system. Okay. So there are certain security and privacy tools that that Pixel phone has that other phones, that LG phones, Samsung phones, don't have, right? 
And the operating system that we focus on and that we've narrowed in on after doing our testing is something called Graphene OS. And if you go to grapheneos.org, you can learn more about it and what it is. So what all we're doing is taking these Pixel phones, we're loading Graphene OS, which really only works on these Android-based uh, Pixel devices. And when we get the Pixel phones in, we strip off everything Google on it, and we load this Graphene OS operating system on top of it. And then we load about 15 different applications on top of it as well so that people can get access to mapping applications and they can open up different documents and PDFs and they can just go about you know doing their business that they normally do. And the big question that we get is, well, will this app work? Will that app work? Any app will work on the phone. It's not a matter of will this app work. And, again, it's about getting people smarter. It's about do you really want to be using this app? Because mm. what data is that application going to require right. in order for it to work, right? So you can run Facebook on our, you know, what we call right. our ghost phones, which is really just a Pixel phone running Correct. Graphene OS. Um, you can run Facebook, but if that means you have to then give permission to Facebook to have access to your contacts, to have access to your Wi-Fi, to have access to all these different things on your phone. And you're going to be asked when you download Facebook, do you want to give Facebook these permissions for mm -hmm. this application to work, mm -hmm. right? Whereas on all these other devices, the iPhone and your Google Android phones, when you download that app, you just click a yes, I agree to the terms yep. of service, and then it automatically is given those, Correct. those access to all these things. Um, and if the operating system updates, it's going to probably refresh whatever the settings were that you set to limit the, the data leakage out of your phone. It's now reset, and you have to go re-back re in and do all these different things. Um, but the other key thing with that application and question that you have to ask yourself is, do I need to have that application on my phone? Mm -hmm. Can I use that application through my browser? Oh, so good can point. I use something like Brave Browser right. to go to www.facebook.com and log in to my account and still be able to use Facebook but through my browser? Because your browser serves as kind of like a firewall right. between you and whatever the service is that it's you're It's the protectant. Using. Correct. Because the second you give that application access and you download that application and software onto your device, you're now giving access to your device mm -hmm. to that company, to that software company, mm -hmm. right? Makes sense. And that's important for people to understand. So, so really, um, some I of this is not only was. just the, and this is what you do in the seminars, it's not just the device, it's how are you handling said device and interacting with it. Correct, yeah. So it's yeah. just like, you know, John, if I gave you a firearm, if, you know, if you've never used a shotgun before and I gave you a shotgun and I said, good luck, like, you know, go out and protect yourself with this thing. You'd be like, uh, can you at least <laughs> kind of show me how to load this thing? You know, how to shoot this thing? Like, what were some basics, right? Most people don't even have the basics. They don't even understand the basics. They just know that they turn on the phone and they press this button mm -hmm. and then they can make a phone call or they can do a FaceTime or they can do whatever. Right. They really don't understand what's going on with these devices. And so what we're trying to do is educate people on how these things work and how these things operate. And we have so many customers of ours that say, well, I'm technology illiterate and I'm, you know, I really just don't understand this stuff. Um, and I can tell you we can get you to where you need to be so that you do understand the stuff. It's really not that complicated. And if it is so overwhelming and so complicated, again, going back to that firearm piece, 
if you look at this firearm and you say, I really, it's, this is just too frightening for me, it's too scary for me, I just don't want to take the time to learn how to use this, then don't use it. Right. Then go back to using a flip phone. Right. 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 Go right. back to an analog phone like wired line in your house. Like, you shouldn't feel forced to use a tool that is going to blow your digital head off on a regular basis. And you don't and know anything about it. Yeah, great point. Great point. You're not going to willing, not be willing to learn how to use it. And that's the gimmick and the trick, John, that these big tech companies have actually used. They've made these things so convenient yes. for so many people that they don't even question right. what's actually That's right. happening That's right. while they're using these Yep, things. can't argue that. Nope. I, that is exactly what their intention was, to, in my opinion, their intention to do from the get. Now, you know, did, I feel that was, you know, when Steve Jobs invented the smartphone from the get-go, was that his ultimate goal? I don't know the man's mind. He's not, not around anymore. I can't answer that. You know, was he trying to combine several devices into one and just make Apple a lot of money? I don't know. At the end of the day, Sean, uh, it is what it is. Uh, that was the beginning of the revolution into the smartphone world that now most everybody, for the most, I mean, there's very, very, very few people, including kids, that aren't in that end of things. Now, a couple of questions for you. When it comes to, you know, mark37.com, you've got different things on the website and so on. The Pixel phone I just mentioned, you've got that as the ghost phone there. Can someone bring their own hardware if it fits with what you'll do, or is this something where they strictly have to buy it from you, period? So if let's talk about phones because there's phones and there's computers, right? Okay, that's right. Um, and really the phone is just a mini computer, but they're two totally separate. Mini computer that's a two-way um, radio, which, again, most people forget that that's all the cell that's all the cell network is. And it's just a fancy way of what we used to use with you know keying a mic and so on. It's really, Sean, no different than that. It's just a little bit different in the technology and how it works. 100%. So let's talk about the phones. Unfortunately, iPhones can't be, you know, you can't un-iPhone or un-Apple. Yeah, they, they've designed their their hardware. Make sure I explain this correctly. They've designed their hardware to work with their iOS, their software. There's no going away from it, right? Correct, yes. Okay. And there's rumors that they may move away from that in the future. But for now, the reality is if you've got an iPhone 7, 8, 9, whatever, you know, I don't know what they're on now, 25, um, you're stuck uh, you would have to ditch that device and get a new device um, if you want to get off of the the Apple ecosystem right. with the phone. Um, if you are using a variety of other uh, Samsung or Android uh, phones, some of them have the ability for you to get rid of Google, um, but the two major security and privacy-focused operating systems, one is called Calyx, C-A-L-Y-X-O-S. Uh, we're fans of Calyx. And we're big fans of Graphene OS. We've standardized around Graphene OS because we do think that their, uh, their operating system is, is more private, more secure. Uh, but those are the two big privacy op- open source operating systems for mobile devices. Unfortunately, they only work with Pixel devices for the reasons that I already explained. Right. Um, and I believe Calyx actually now works for like one version of a Samsung phone. So you can go to calyxos.org and you can learn a little bit more there um, to see if you have that one specific uh, Samsung device that they work for. But you have to think of this, like each device has has its own hardware and different components. And when you have an operating system, you need to make sure that that operating system is talking to all these different components. So to be able to update and manage and maintain uh, an operating system that can work with all these different components, it's very difficult uh, to go through the testing and, and constant um, doing security updates and whatnot. 
So it's very difficult for these open source platforms in the short term because they're not funded with the billions and trillions of right. dollars that the big tech companies are for them to do that with all these different devices. So hopefully as more and more people use these types of devices and we get sure. more money flowing into these companies, they can start to support more and more devices. But the short term okay. for the phones, uh, you really don't have very many options other than the Pixel devices. But, you know, my humble opinion is the Pixel devices are they can cater to everyone who's a you know professional photographer to just Joe who needs something for basic everyday use. Okay, all right, makes total so sense. That's let's talk so that's the phones. let's talk. Uh, I don't know that we've ever even gone into the how does this you know work as far as the tablets. I know we can get into the the computer side of the fence as well. Let's we even not talked about tablets yet. How does that fit into all of this? Right. So the tablet conversation is almost the same as the phone conversation. There's a Pixel tablet that is out there that can run Graphene OS. So we have a tablet that we call the Ghost Tablet, but again, it's just a Pixel tablet that is running Graphene OS that we've preloaded with a bunch of applications. Okay, um, That's available. You can use it. It's the Pixel tablet. Unfortunately, all the other tablets that are out there don't have very uh, good privacy-focused open-source operating systems to be able to be used. Uh, there's a handful of stuff that's in demo, and there's a lot of you know really smart geeks that send me you know, emails on a regular basis saying, well, but what about this? What about that? None of them are in production um, and are, like, in a mode where we're comfortable putting in front of, you know, my 78-year-old dad uh, and having him use it without needing to, like, learn some new tools and okay. uh, learn how to code a little bit or, you know, have right. him figure out stuff that he shouldn't really have to be figuring out in order to use it day to day. So that's tablets. The next big one is, is your laptop right. or your desktop. Computers, right. So... We have currently, I think, three different options um, on our website. We do custom stuff all the time for customers. At the end of the day, there are literally hundreds of different of uh, open source operating systems that you can use for your laptops and your desktops. Um, they're all Linux-based, um, many different flavors. And what's really cool is over the last three, four years, really, these operating systems, these open source operating systems, one of them is called Zorin, one of them is called Mint, there's Pop OS, um, there's a variety of different flavors that are out there that are really, really good, easy to use. Mm -hmm. I don't have to learn how to code, because it used to be, if you wanted to use Linux on your laptop or your desktop, you had to learn how to code. Right. In order to get applications downloaded or to update applications or update the operating system, you had to learn how to code. Now it's the case that you don't have to do that. So that's what's really cool. So I've got my 78-year-old dad working on a uh, Zorin-based PC. He doesn't even know the difference between his old uh, Windows hmm. machine. Hmm. In fact, we have a lot of customers, I kid you not, who will take their spouse's laptop, they'll send it to us, we'll load it with one of these open-source operating systems, we'll send it back to them, and we'll put all their files back on it and make it look exactly like it was before, and their spouse doesn't even know that anything changed on the device. Hmm. Very cool. So they're no longer using Microsoft. They're no longer using Mac OS. They have no idea. Very right? cool. Because it looks and operates effectively the exact same as it was before. Very cool. Um, so that's what's really cool, and that's why we know and we're starting to see this hockey stick in usage of all these open source right. systems and devices. Um, so you can you can either grab one of the three options that we have available on our site, or you can send an email to support at 
mark37.com and say, well, I'm actually looking for a device that's more, has this size screen and these specs that's not available on your site. Can you help me with that? We'll find a device for you. We'll load it. We'll ship it out to you. Um, or, and this is the other cool one, if you have you know, a MacBook from 2016, 2015, whatever, and you want to load Linux on it, you can ship it to us. And that's an option on our site that's called uh, Linux um, Install Service. Ship us your laptop. It could be an old Dell, HP, whatever. Uh, and we will load Linux on it, and we'll ship it back to you. Okay. And, in fact, you'll find that that device is going to run way faster. Sure. People found All the bloat's gone. 2009 laptops that they've had that they have just come to a screeching halt because of all the new operating system updates and right. all the capacity that is needed just to run the op- operating system. They load Linux on it, and it, it's screaming fast again. Good point. Good point. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the the business side of this and how folks might be able to get involved with you guys when it comes to the business building end of things. And like you said a moment ago, the larger this gets, the more potential there is, more people are going to start using it, things grow. It's sort of that organic way of making things happen, and it's happening as we speak. How do folks get involved on that end of it? Yeah, I appreciate that, John. So we are looking for capital partners right now, and I have to keep it kind of vague to that extent, but we're looking for capital partners. We spent the last little over a year now, so 12, 13, 14 months, um, building the business to where it is today. Um, it's really been a hobby, to be honest with you, and be totally blunt by a handful of us who know that this needs to get out of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I've been traveling the country on my own dime, effectively, trying to train and educate people on these topics, on what's going on, figuring out what's working, what's not working, and really trying to understand who, where's the marketplace at, right? And what we have found is there's pockets and groups of communities that are either the preppers, um, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, mm-hmm. who are already meeting on a monthly basis or biweekly basis, and they're trying to educate themselves on how to survive and thrive in the coming you know, months and years to come, um, despite you know, anything happening in the world around them. They're learning new things. They want to learn new things. Um, there's a community of people who need private security already. Um, and so for them to be not just locking down their physical uh, person and or their family, they're also now saying, well, how do I lock down my data? Um, so there's that audience out there. Um, and then there's the communities of patriots that are out there who are on the front lines of election integrity, anti-human trafficking, um, in, you know, going to the school board meetings, fighting right. uh, a lot of the uh, you know, communism that's being right. blatantly right. brought into schools and whatnot. Um, so those are the groups that we know are not just going to be like, oh, yeah, let's boycott you know, Ben and & Jerry's and boycott Target and boycott all these other companies. But when it comes to boycotting big tech and like rethinking and relearning how they're going to operate in the world today with the technology, there's, for whatever reason, there's just a wall that they cannot get past. They right. refuse to get past. Right. It's a great idea. Yep. Um, and you know, they'll acknowledge to you that big tech – is exponentially more responsible for our current paradigm, right, enslavement paradigm, and the misinformation that's been pushed out through Google and Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and all these different companies, and yet they won't stop using those devices no matter how easy you make it for them. They just won't do it for whatever reason. And I've met some, some generals on the front lines of this war right now who refuse to let go of their iPhone mm-hmm. and get out of the iCloud universe even though they'll look me in the face and say, Sean, I know that I'm giving money and I'm giving my data to companies that are proactively using this against me, 
but I'm going to continue doing this. And I'm just shaking my head when I put my head through a wall. Say, why? Like, how can I continue to support you when you're on the front lines of the general in this war? Right. That, that's like that's like me being literally in a war and having my superior commander tell me that he's feeding all of the data about our actions and interactions to the enemy. It makes zero sense, right? It's got to be um, just, I mean, I'm, yet, I'm, I'm guessing here, but it's got to be just the whole convenience factor and what they're willing yes. to put up with outside of that. Am I right? It's the convenience factor. It's that these companies have literally spent trillions of dollars over the last decade, couple decades, to convince people that they need to have these things, that they can't let go of these things, uh, and that the brand is, you know, so powerful and impactful that they can't mm. let it go for mm. whatever reason. Mm. Um, and or it's just ignorance. People think that this switch is going to be far more complicated than it really is. Mm. Uh, and, and by the way, somebody just know, texted that. I mean, I, I think this is where a lot of folks are at, including some of the folks you just mentioned that are on the front lines. I love his concept, but even I am hooked on the seamless connections with Google stuff, email, calendar, maps, etc. I mean, I guess what this what this listener and what I just mentioned to you is how do you train? Because, by the way, I, I think this is one of the largest hurdles, if I was advising you as your coach, I do business coaching on outside of what I do here. And Sean, one of the things that I would really have to sit down with you and say is, okay, in all of this master plan of what you're doing with Mark 37, how do you train someone to get past that end of things? Because they do make it extremely convenient. And I know, I know myself that yes, you can work around those things. How do you train people that that can be done in a very easy fashion? Yeah, the, the key is, all the options are available. So I, I run a service right now for my business that's not where we own the data, right? But you can have all of your data hosted with a company that is not wanting to kill you right now. Okay. So where does your data live is really the, the question that you have to answer. And if it's with Google, then you have your data and all these applications that are being run by a company that's literally trying to kill you right now. There are other companies and other options that are out there that people just don't know about that exist that are run by God-fearing you know, Christian patriots mm-hmm. who aren't trying to kill you, that can give you access to your calendar, seamless integration, remote access into your calendar, your contacts, your email. Uh, you know, it's basically Office 365 alternatives for those who are right. in business. Um, there's options that are out there. and Actually, on my website, if you go to the blog, I have a whole article that's called Resources and Guidelines, uh, Boycott Big Tech, that walks through all of them. So whether it's your VPN or you're looking for an Office 365 alternative or just a basic email alternative to Gmail, um, I walk through what all those options are. They're all available. They are. And we spend, right. I'm telling you, all day, every day, that's what we're doing. We're working with customers, helping them to get over that hurdle saying, look, you don't have to give up the convenience of all these things. There are tools and options available. Right. You simply don't know about them That's right. because these companies don't have multi-billion dollar budgets to brainwash you into thinking that they're the only option in town. No, you're talking to a guy that, I mean, I've had my own Linux server that I use to host all of our websites, the things that we do here, plus it's done my company email and all of the things that we do along those lines. And, Sean, I've done that for 
I would guess now the last 20 years before it was even something to do along these lines. I did it more just because I wanted to control all of that, much like you just said. I wanted to control the data. I wanted to control what was coming and going. Uh, I didn't want to rely on someone else. And then last but not least, I'm, I'm kind of cheap in that world. I realized I could also do all of that and spend a lot less money than what you're paying on a per seat fee for emails and so on and, and website hosting, et cetera. I mean, I don't know how many thousands, tens of thousands of dollars uh, over the course of 20 years, I've saved by doing all of that myself. And to your point, at the end of the day, it's not as complicated as people want it to, you know, people make it out to be. It's really not that hard. Yeah, it's really not that hard. And more and more people are doing it. So you're not alone. There's millions of people that are going through this right now, whether you're on Telegram or you're on any of the different social network platforms. There's communities of people that are growing and building. Um, we have our own community of you know, hundreds of users uh, all Which, by the way, as a side note for you, to, not to interrupt, but as a side note, um, one of the other uh, products I would love to see you have is because they're not that hard to build. You guys could easily build for someone a very simple Linux server that they could do everything I just mentioned, including their own family email, host it themselves in some closet inside their home, and really at the end of the day, uh, it's a matter of having a dedicated I, you know, static IP address coming from their ISP, which, again, isn't that hard to get a hold of. At the end of the day, yep. you guys could be providing that tool for these people as well. Well, funny enough, John, in your backyard is a company called Start9. Start9. Start9.com. Okay. That's exactly what they do. And I met them when I was in Colorado a month ago. Okay. And we've been proactively talking about how we're going to partner with one another to deliver that solution. You are awesome. Because at the end of the day, for us, whether it's the ghost phone or whether there's a new phone that comes out that solves all these purposes, we're not in the, in the, in the business of making these you know, new devices. Right. I would prefer other people do it. Correct. We're in the business. Why of reinvent the wheel, in other words? Yeah, exactly. And I'm not a manufacturing company. I don't want to be a manufacturer. I don't want to create my own phone and have to mine more minerals and more stuff out of the earth that's completely not needed when we have literally billions yep. of mint condition phones that are just sitting on the sidelines because of this planned obsolescence economy where everyone needs to have a new, new thing. Um, so we're, our job as a business is to help educate and train people and then help assemble, install, implement, and ongoing manage and coach uh, both individuals and businesses. So that's awesome. our business. And if anyone's interested in the business and wants to learn more about the business, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm at Sean, S-E-A-N, at Mark37.com. We're proactively right now in the middle of talking to people who are interested in helping us out from a capital perspective. Um, so Perfect. if you're listening and you think this might be up your alley, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, all of you out there, please. Yeah. Nine, well, thank you. Literally is building these home servers. Did not know about that, and I just looked them up, and I probably at some point, in fact, if you've uh, got someone there that you want to put in touch with me where we could actually have them on and kind of go through this same thing, I would, would love to do that because I think there's more people out there that, to your point, that are realizing, and, and by the way, even some companies that are looking at this thing, you know, why am I paying Microsoft you know, 13, 15, whatever dollars a seat when it comes to Office 365, when at the end of the day, I could be doing something like this. And by the way, saving money, not only am I not putting money into Microsoft's pocket, but I'm saving money at the same time. Yep. And what's crazy, so get this, what percentage of enterprise servers do you think run Linux right now? Oh, um, I'm going to take a wild guess. Far more than probably most people think because it's an actual, very robust 
as you know, even even when it comes to the hacking and all of that, it's a very, very robust, much more than what even Microsoft and those guys, half, maybe half, am I saying that right? It's actually over 75%. Okay, over 75 so bigger than even I thought. Exactly. So why why do you think that the senior systems engineers and network engineers that right. work for large enterprises are using Linux systems? It's because it's more private, it's more secure, they have more control yep. over what's going on on those devices yep. versus giving it all over to Microsoft or whoever. That's right. right? Or, or some, so you know, Bluehost or some other hosting taking- service or whatever. The other thing, too, that happens really fast, I know we got to end things here, but, Sean, the other thing, when it comes to having your own server, hosting your own domains and so on, you now control where that's at. I can't tell you how many even business you know, businesses I've coached where it's like, okay, well, who's got the domain? Where's your site hosted at? How do you have access to it? Or do you have access to it? You'd be surprised how many businesses can't answer that question. Yeah, it's frightening. It really is. Terrifying. And yet yet their entire the business web- operates. That's their that's their front door on the internet and they have no idea how the front door works. Exactly. So this has been great. Sean, I appreciate it. We'll have you back. If you want to put me in contact or have those guys uh, you know, at Start9 contact me, maybe we get you guys on at the same time. Would love to do that. I think this is really a match made in heaven and stuff that our audience needs to hear, Sean. I appreciate it very much, as always. Right back at you, John. God bless you. You bet, man. Bless you. Appreciate you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, Sean Patrick Tario. It's mark 37 Dot com And again, like Mark, we have a lot of great partners here, too, that make what we do here happen on a daily basis. Please listen to these uh, ads by them. I mean that sincerely. It's because of them that we're able to do what we do here each and every Friday. And when you use them, please let them know that you heard them even here on Ready Radio. Not just me, but Ready Radio as well. And for the website where we've got all of those folks listed as well, it's ready-radio.com. I appreciate you guys. We'll be right back. This is KLZ 560. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables, even during the winter, or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720 530-539-9806 539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. 
Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, again, the website, ready-radio.com. For all of our partners that are listed there that help make this show happen on a weekly basis, please go check them out. And uh, we'll put links up, by the way, producer Ann Will, of the program today and a lot of the things that we talked about with Sean Patrick Tario, T-A-R-I-O. Again, it's mark37.com. If you're listening to a replay show, it's live today on January the 12th, but this will be a show that I definitely will replay again in the future because all of the information Sean gave out today, uh, very appropriate, uh, very much one of those things we need to keep repeating over and over again and get people really to understand what's going on in the whole digital world. And that's one of those things to be prepared for the what-ifs of life. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.